I'm the group managing manager of this company and we can help you because I'm from New York Baptist Church. Do you understand what I just said? Yes, sir. Not only will you need the help of people, people will also need your help. Amen. Forget it. They will need your help. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our conference. So today, the annual Kingdom Life Summit starts and then it runs up through till September 4th, where, uh, by God's grace, um, we'll get to know much more after now. Okay, so the theme, the theme for our conference in session this year is running to the end with joy. Running to the end with joy. And our scripture reflection is Acts of the Apostles, chapter 20 and verse 24. I'd like us to read that scripture together from the screen. What does it say? But none of these things move me. Take that one more time. But none of these things move me. Nor do I count my life dear to myself. So I may finish my race with joy. And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Paul said, but none of these things move me. None of these things. As you are seated there this morning, I want you to lift up your voice and declare and pray. Father, nothing will move me. Nothing will move me. If somebody pray, don't close mouth. A close mouth is a close destiny. Father, nothing will move me. No challenges, no tribulation, not bad friends, not the government, not the policy, not the economy, not even sickness. Paul scripture says, nothing shall separate us from the love of God. Nothing will move me. Nothing. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Now, at this time, someone was telling Paul, Paul was about to cross over to Jerusalem, to move to his next level and do the work that God has called him for. And somebody said, Paul, don't go there. Because the last time you went there, these people made up their mind that the next time they see you, they will kill you. They said, why do you want to go to the place where they will kill you? And Paul said, I've heard you. But none of these things move me. Because at this point of my life, I have been sold out to God. God owns me. And I am sure of where I am going. You can kill my flesh, but you can't kill my destiny. You can kill my flesh, but you can't kill eternity. You can kill me and stop me from breathing. But the spirit man that lives within me, you can't kill. So I'm not moved. No wonder Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Paul said, none of these things move me. One of the things I want to share with you this morning as we listen to the word of God is that for you to run your race and finish with joy, you must make up your mind that whatever you face on the journey will not stop you from running the race. You make up your mind in advance from the beginning. This course I want to go and study in school. Even if I fail three courses, I will finish this course and I will succeed. This course I'm about to study in school, even if people come to tell me to go and join court, I will not join and I will finish. You make up your mind 
advance. Even this Christian race that I'm running, even when people come and tell me, what you are doing yourself. There's life here. Are you one There's life here. Let's go and chop life. I want you to go to these things to move me. I don't settle for less. Make up your mind in order to finish the race. You make up your mind in advance. And so quickly this morning, I'm sharing with you a few things as the slide will improve and go from there. Every one of us at every point in time are involved in two kinds of races. Somebody say two kinds of races. The first is the race to eternity. And the second is the race to destiny. There are two kinds of race in life. The race to eternity and the race to destiny. The race to eternity is the race for those who have given their lives to Christ. But as I was meditating on that scripture a few minutes ago, I realized that the race to eternity is not only for those who have given their life to Christ alone. Even those who have not given their life to Christ, they have the race to eternity. But when the eternity will end for them, it's not like where it will end for those who have given their life to Christ. Do I have a witness in the house? So, eternity is not only about going to heaven. Going to hell too is eternity. Because it's a life that does not end. Imagine somebody being in hell with all the Bible says about hell and the experience that does not end. May we not go to hell. Amen. I thought you would say better amen. amen. So the rest of eternity begins with the choice to give your life to Christ and to walk with him in relationship and then walk with him in service. It is an unending relationship. It is an unending race. It does not end. Even when we stop breathing and we close our eyes in death after 120 years, that's the only time we will die. 120. We don't sleep. All of you will be sick. And you will not be sick to death. You will live a good life. After 120, then we say, okay, God, it's okay, it's okay. Let's go. And then the chariots that came to carry Elijah will just come and carry him. And he said, ah, he has got to be with the Lord. We will finish well. Amen. We move. Amen. And then the race to destiny is the earthly journey to becoming all that God has destined, God has programmed you to be. Now, note this, beloved, that the race to destiny and the race, the race to destiny gives value to your race to eternity. What do I mean by that? When you become all that God has designed you to be, it gives value to your eternal relevance. Because for us as God's children, eternity does not begin when we die. It begins now. It's a life having walked into the consciousness of a relationship with God and Christ. We keep living that life. It does not end. It only gets sweeter. Or the Bible says in Proverbs 4 and 7, the path of the just, the righteous, is like a shining light. It shines brighter now and brighter then till the perfect day. May we not miss heaven. Amen. May I not miss heaven. Amen. The race of destiny is the race to being what God has destined you to be. Every one of us in the plan of God, we are destined. 
destined to be great. We are destined to be people of influence. And so the influence that God gives to you, you use it for eternal relevance. So as a child of God working in an organization, being in a particular class, you are there shining the light of the gospel and people know that this one is not making first class only because he reads. He makes it because he's a child of God. He makes first class not because he's a child of God, he makes it because he reads and studies hard. It's a blend of the two. So your race to destiny receives value from the purpose of your eternal journey. When you are connected with Christ as Lord and Savior and you have him at the top of your heart, you have him as your greatest priority, you have him as your influence, you have, you have him as the one guiding your sitting and your rising, your speaking and your silence. He then gives value to your race to destiny. I pray for every one of us this morning that we will become all that God wants us to be in the name of Jesus. And so the emphasis for us as a conference this year is that every one of us have a race to run and we must finish well. Not just finish well, we must finish it with joy. That will be your portion in the name of Jesus. I know that some people can finish a race and win. But they will not be happy as they should be happy. Even though they will celebrate, they will not be able to celebrate well. For example, when Arsenal and Chelsea play, and Arsenal, Chelsea, Chelsea beat Arsenal, Chelsea beat Arsenal, and in that match, Arsenal sustained many injuries. No, let me see what I'm saying very well. Chelsea and Arsenal played the match, right? And then Chelsea beat Arsenal very well, but because Arsenal people, they are very angry. They now use their boots to wound Chelsea very well. And Chelsea players, like seven of them, have injuries. Even when they carry the trophy, they will not, they will be happy but with some pain that they receive from the injury. Picking, are we are we together? Okay, they will have some kind of joy. Actually, in fact, not joy. They will not be happy. They will not have joy. You know, joy and happiness, they are two different things. Okay. When you are joyful. Is complete. No pain, nothing missing, nothing broken. That will be your experience. Amen. Some people can win, but they will win with injuries. You will not win with injuries. Some people can win and they will win with a loss. That will not be your testimony. Amen. So in these races, whether they race to eternity or to destiny, they are winners and they are losers. You will not lose it. Amen. I want to tell you this morning, that you cannot win the race of eternity and lose the race of destiny. You cannot be winning the race of eternity, that is the race to God and with God, and be losing the race to destiny. What that means is that your priority, your concern must be to win the race with God, having Him as your personal Lord and Savior. And that becomes a platform for your winning in destiny. God makes life easy and interesting for those who identify with Him. God gives value to the pursuit of your destiny when you are on his side. When you are on his side, it gives value to your journey. Alright? So the race of eternity, it was gives credibility and assurance to destiny's race. It gives you confidence that you will win the race of destiny. I need you to know this very well because there are many people in life who, by reason of their experiences, they settle for less, right? And they just want to do anything that comes their way. 
But when you have the assurance of your race with eternity and you stand with God, you know that even though what you are currently experiencing does not look like victory, victory is certain. Even though you are facing some challenges, victory for you is certain. Dear friends, I want you to know this morning that there is no joy in winning the race of destiny and losing the race of eternity. Did you hear me? There is no joy in winning the race of destiny and losing the race of eternity. Scripture says, For what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world, building all the mansion and driving all the beautiful cars like horse puppy? <laughs> and then he loses his soul in hell. What profit is it for us that in our school we finish first class? We get the best job, build great houses and ride beautiful cars. And then the place of God is not secured in our heart. What a poor man. May that not be our portion. Such a person looks like a winner in the eyes of men, but in the real sense of it, is he a winner? If you have not won with God, you are not a winner. And that was what the Bible was speaking about Jacob. He said he has contended with God and with man, and he has prevailed. Your winning in life is a function of your winning on the side of God and your winning with men. Scripture will always paint that balance. He was speaking about Jesus and his experience of favor. He said Jesus increased in stature, in wisdom, and he found favor with God and with man. Don't just strive to win with men. Strive to win with God. Your winning must be with God and, of course, with men. I'll share with you very quickly four kinds of people that we meet in life. Those who start well and finish well. May that be your testimony. And there are those who start well but they finish poorly. May you not experience that. There are also those who start poorly and they finish well. In case anyone here has started poorly, I receive grace for you to enter into this realm, you will finish well. Amen. Now, there are those people who are called the double tragedy. What do I call them? They start poorly and they end poorly. They start badly and they end badly. Double tragedy. Wahala for their body. Like a man who died, and when they were carrying his corpse to go and bury him, the vehicle had an accident, and his casket was broken badly. Died and died again. <laughs> they kill him first, and then they not kill him very well. Don't be among those who start poorly and finish poorly. A bad start does not automatically mean you will end badly. You can get it right. I said here that a good start does not guarantee a good ending, just as a bad start does not suggest a bad ending. Between the beginning and the ending, there is a window of opportunity to get things right and make sure the end is worth it. It is never too late to get it right. There are many of you who currently, I mean before this morning, you were a failure. In the exam, you were failing. At home, they complain about you. In church, you are a bench woman. On the street, you are the complaint of everybody. See, that's a bad life to live. 
But between that time and now, you can get it right and begin to live well. The race of eternity and the race of destiny is not like an athletic race where only one man wins. In this race, the race of destiny and the race of eternity, many can win. What did I say? How many can win? Many can win. The chance of winning or the winning of one does not affect the chances of winning for another people. And that is why one Yoruba adage says that the sky is so wide, it's enough for birds to fly. May the winning of anybody around you not affect your chances of winning. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let me rush quickly and share with you this morning how to run and end with joy. How to run and end with joy. As we find from that scripture, number one, you must know your race. Know your race. I've shared with you this morning two kinds of race. Any other race you are involved in outside these two, you have only sent yourself on an errand that there will be no reward. The two kinds of races God has apportioned for every one of us to run is the race of destiny and the race of eternity. If you choose to run the race of materialism, please tell me, if you get the best clothes in the world, who will give you an award for it? You drive the best cars in the world. How many tires does he have? Four or six? Even if you choose to drive a tra trailer that has 22 tires, if you leave Lagos going to Ibadan with a person who carries a vehicle that has only four tires, you will not get to Ibadan. In fact, you will get to Ibadan before the one with 22 tires. Why do you want to kill yourself? Know your race. Don't run a race that God has not sent you. Some of you in your school, the race you want to run is to be the man with the highest number of friends. You have 22 friends, and so what? <laughs> Say, ah, don't know me. I have the highest number of friends in this school. Just carry people around who are going nowhere. The more friends you have, the lower your chances of success. Those who win, win with few. Gideon gathered 7,000 soldiers to go and fight a war. God said, bros, you are your own. I don't need numbers to win. I don't need quantity. I need quality. Hear me very well. If it's only one good friend you have in life, you will go far than the one that has ten friends. Don't be carried away by multitude. God has no business with numbers. Each time large numbers of people came to Jesus, they were looking for food. Bread, fish. And that's why many of you, you are dreaming. The people who are around you, they are feeding on you, you are not adding to yourself. Parasitic relationships. Mm. They are all parasites. You are May God deliver you from all the parasites in your life. Amen. One friend, like Jonathan and David, you become a king and a queen. Know your race. What race are you involved in? Are you running the race of materialism? Or you want to have the highest rise on social media? Say, ah, my post, 5,000 people view it. And so what? You know, one time in my life, when I began writing today in prophecy, I was always looking out for the number of comments. I used to feel sad. I posted this long post. And nobody said, amen. 
Nobody share it. Nobody, nothing. I came back on WhatsApp. I said, I posted on WhatsApp. Nobody will say, Pastor, that, that word is a blessing. Nobody. Ha! I felt sad. Very sad. In fact, at the point, I stopped. One day, somebody sent me a message. I remember my friend. She's in Germany now. Mercy. Mercy sent me a message. She said, Ah, said, Pastor, I may not always tell you how much of a blessing this devotional write up is to me. But daily I read it, and it has been a blessing to me. That day, my orientation changed. Stop looking for crap. What race are you running? You have the highest number of likes and number of followers on Instagram. They are following you to nowhere. <laughs> what race are you running? Some of you, you want the race you are running today is the race of iPhone. You want to buy iPhone at all costs. I don't know. I don't know. I told some of my children last week. I said, an iPhone will only brighten your picture. It will not brighten your future. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't leave me, don't leave me. Don't leave me. Oh. <laughs> hey, God. <laughs> what race are you running? You have an iPhone, I have an infinite. You call me, I answer. You see, the problem we have is that we want to be like other people. Meanwhile, our value cannot substantiate what we want to have. Some of you, you are using iPhone 8 or 10 or whatever, and you don't have money to buy data on it. <laughs> don't get this. You have iPhone 8, iPhone 10, and the highest number of the dash card you have is 200 naira. You are poor! Hello? Hello? Are we together? Know your race. You are not going to own the race of another man. Your friends who uses iPhone 10, maybe the dad or the mom gave it to them as a gift. You that you are still struggling to even help your family. All your savings is to buy a hotel. You are a fool, sir. Careful. You need deliverance. Deliverance from crowd pursuit. Joining the crowd. Every one of us, we have been made fearfully and wonderfully and differently. It's not in that scripture, Psalm 139, verse 14. I added that one. You are made wonderfully, fearfully, God, differently. This is supposed to be your head. I forgot. You are different. Know where you are coming from. Maybe this is the only thing I will preach today and I will, talk, I will continue this thing next week. We need this ammonia. I'll be dead. It will help us. It will help us. When what you need now is to save money and go and buy good okay trousers and shirts and wear and look good, you are saving to buy iPhone and you are wearing rags up and down. Come on now. Come on. Come on. So when you move your phone to receive call, he has an iPhone. Bro, I saved my money to buy an iPhone. Save money to add value to your life. Save money to buy books. Your own iPhone. Don't forget to don't forget. iPhone will only do what? It will brighten your picture. Never your future. Go wrong, go wrong. Never. Go wrong, go wrong. You can use an iPhone. And your future will never hire anything. Oh my god. Pastor, off your mic, off your mic. <laughs> Have I said using iPhone is bad? No. If what you do 
can sustain the value. Whereby you sit down to speak and you put your phone on the table and they say, yes, somebody who the man who owns this phone is the one speaking. Let's listen to him. God bless you. And you will. But you put your phone on the table and they say, ah, please close your mouth. Let's hear what. Please carry your phone and put it under the table. Oh, no. I'm saying this because we are in the digital generation and every one of us, your desire is to have this, to have that. Hey, don't get it if you can't sustain it. Cut your coat, not just according to your size, but according to your pocket. From the time in my life, the highest I could buy was a fairly used shoe. I buy it, I polish it, and I wear it well. Don't run the race of buying new things. When they buy, when I hope you know not all new things. There are some new things that are about me. You wear it two days if you carry it on top like this. There are some shoes you can't wear in the rain. If you wear it in the rain, you are in trouble. You'll be like bread. I can't go back. You put your leg in that shoe. Today, God has blessed me through hard work. And good people in my life. I can wear shoes that has leather shoes. You can wear that water. I can't do it yet. But daily I'm bare. Because of life goes on. You know. Life is good. But there was a time in my life. Hey, bros. Now, okay. You don't know. I've told you here many times. You can be in US and be useless. Uh, you came and you are not okay. Pastor now, Pastor now. Know your race. Uh, you are born differently. We are unique in all our ways. So crazy said, man, know thyself. Know yourself. <laughs> you know that you are not good in mathematics. And there is tutorial for mathematics. And then there is a birthday bash. Oh, no. Say, ah, oh, no. I know I'm not good in math, so leave this. Let the tutorial go. I, I, need, to I, go and, I need to go and enjoy life. <laughs> Let me go and chop life. Every life you chop will chop you. Know <laughs> <laughs> your race. People are learning how to be better in their mathematics. You are going for party. You will eat rice, you will eat cake. God bless you, it's a wheat cake. You will just be high. You can't be the most high. <laughs> ah, good, 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 good. Ah, pastor. Know your race. What does your life need now? Face it and leave other things. If it's only mass that you need, face this mass and get over it too. There are some of you, you have gone down three times and you have never scored less than 250. But because of a deficiency in mass in this of biology, you can't get admission. It's not the devil that is doing you, it's you. Face your race. Know your race. Know your race. This is number one. I can say it anywhere. Know your race. You are from a family that God helps you. It's one no one. No afternoon, but there's morning, there's night. And you're, you're all your life. You want to eat spaghetti. You want to eat dominoes. You want to... You are, May the Lord deliver you. Amen. We will continue on Wednesday or any other day. But I need to wrap. I need to close down. Service has ended, Abi. See? Eh? We'll continue online. You have ended. We'll continue. Continue online. Continue online. 
know your race. Tell somebody that they know your race. Know your race. Know your race. Know your race. If you cannot run and end with joy when you don't know where you are running to. I hope this sermon this morning leaves you better and not bitter. I hope it leaves you with a greater value for your life. And you are like, God, these things don't move me. Whether it is phone or clothes, number of friends, likes on social media, I don't care about it. My greatest priority is to make it to eternity and to be all that God wants me to be. Rise to your feet this morning as we pray. One prayer point this morning, and I keep this mouth of mine short in another day that God brings us to this summer. And what is that prayer? Lord, help me to know my race and run my race. Lord, help me to know my race and not my own my race. Help me to know my race. Help me to face my race. Let me not run the race of another. Let me not join the last race. Stay on my race. Lord, help me to run my race, to know my race, to face my race. I receive the intelligence to focus on my race. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let me pray for a few of you before I leave here this morning. This morning, you know you have been running the race of another man. Lift up your hand. I want to pray for you. You have been running the race of the highest number of friends, highest number of social media likes, race of fashion and stack. You are running another man's race. Lift up your hand. I want to pray for you. All eyes closed. All eyes closed. Where are they? Where are they? They are saying for you. Just lift up your hand whenever you are. You don't need to come out so that we save ourselves that time. Just lift up your hand. I want to pray for you. God bless you, dear. God bless you. God bless you. Father, these hands are lifted not to me but unto you. I pray that you will put in them a displeasure for running the race of another man. Help these ones to know their race. Help them to face their race. And help them to run their own race. Thank you, glorious God. Father, I pray for everyone in the house this morning. Give us the discipline to master our race. Let us not be carried away by the noise and the distractions here and there. To you be all the glory, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Alright. Right.